0: It's Righteous Jesse and you're listening to wrestling fucking cheers where everybody knows your motherfucking name.
1: Away in the world today troubles
0: are all the same. You want go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name, especially on Christmas Day. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is our annual tradition Christmas episode with Righteous Jesse. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. your are this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, Wrestling Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers email. If you so choose to desire, rest and cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, this is our annual Christmas episode with Righteous Jesse. Jesse, how's it going this evening?
2: Man, I'm feeling pretty great. I'm sitting in our living room with a Christmas tree all lit up. We got our Krampus flag hanging up and uh, have this spooky Christmas candle for my friend uh, Swamp Fox uh, Creations. I can't remember her fucking Instagram handle, but... I'm in the Christmas spirit, just had a candy cane, and I am excited to knock this out with you as per our uh, yearly Christmas tradition.
0: Which, it's not going go to go like the last two years. We've kind of like set it off uh, air. Uh, for those who don't know, in the last two years, literally, I think last year was three hours long or close to it. Last year, The year before that was two, and we're going to try to do a good hour because we both want to go to bed.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're going to... We're going to try to keep it a tight 60 minutes, so uh, hopefully you all enjoy that.
0: I said maybe 90 minutes at the most, but I'm going to try to wrangle it in as e- easy and best as possible because, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to do three hours tonight.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've don't. i had my ass kicked for the last two weeks, so that uh, sounds cool, but either way, I'm still very happy to be here and do this with you.
0: Uh, have you watched Angels with Filthy Souls yet?
2: You know, I have not. And <laughs> I saw the picture you sent me earlier, and holy shit, that thing looks so sick.
0: Did you like read through it? Cause there's so many little Easter eggs on it.
2: So I've, I don't, I didn't, I, I didn't think to zoom in cause I was actually watching Dynamite. Um, but I've seen something similar and I wonder if it's the same thing that I've seen before. Where did you even get that? Uh, eBay. Okay. I think I saw one on Etsy a couple of years ago. Um,
0: Could be the same people.
2: Yeah, and I think the only thing that stopped me from buying it was the thing that I saw, and hopefully this this isn't the case for you, uh, was it was just basically a slipcase with a blank tape in it, and I couldn't justify spending the money at the time, but it would be a really cool piece to have.
0: It might be a blank tape. I haven't put it in yet. I will check it uh, after we're done, but if it is what I'm probably going to do, is try to find a way to record that actual footage. Cause I think in home alone, on like a DVD or Blu-ray cause I swear I've seen it on YouTube or something like that whole movie scene isn't in in full. Oh, so they just isolated it. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I swear Mm -hmm. I've seen it, but I I could be kidding myself. I'm not a hundred percent sure.
2: I feel like years ago I and I mean, I, I could be way wrong here. Feel free to correct me if you know, but I feel like I read years ago that Angels with Filthy Souls was a fake movie that they shot just for Home
0: Alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely not real. Okay. But what I'm saying, because obviously they at least shot that scene. Right. And I swear that like that is somewhere.
2: Oh, yeah. That I've seen SMB. it.
0: Yeah. Without like being edited. I, I, something tells me YouTube. I could see that, but yeah, there's so many uh, Easter eggs for. Uh, kind of explain it because we just kind of went in our own conversation there. But uh, I bought as a kind of a Christmas decoration angels with filthy souls on VHS. For those who don't know, that's the movie that Kevin McAllister watches in Home Alone. And on the the box, there are just so many little Easter eggs. Like it's the Wet Bandits Pictures presents the yeah, that's fun uh, the director is chris columbus naturally story and screenplay by john hughes uh i think one of my favorite things that i noticed was at the bottom of the back it says find the official sh- soundtrack by gus Polinski and the kenosha kickers featuring such hits as twin lakes polka uh, yamahosi polka kiss me polka and polka 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 little nero's pizza coupon inside <laughs> say five dollars oh, when you order a lovely cheese pizza just for you with a two liter of pepsi go easy on the pepsi
1: man
2: we uh we had pizza hut last night and everything else we got a two liter of pepsi and that's like my definitive like nostalgic christmas meal like pizza hut pepsi and then just throw on home alone and it's like i'm a kid again man
0: that's one of those things that like we're so opposite i I don't care for Dom, uh, pizza, pizza. And I definitely don't like Pepsi. I'm a Uh, Coke guy.
2: I, so I've chilled on my preferences over the years. Uh, cherry Coke. Really? I honestly, I really shouldn't drink soda, but I do. And I have been a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I love, I love regular Pepsi, but I like really love cherry Coke. So I used to be like diehard Pepsi forever. And I would drink Coke if I had to, uh, but I've really uh, just softened up on that over the years.
0: I used to never care. Like I could drink Coke, Pepsi, RC and not taste a thing. And then I had a like six month stretch, not even six months where I was uh, dating this girl in high school and all her family ever got was Coke. I was told later on, like supposedly that they only bought what was on sale. And I was like, well, wow, for the whole time we were dating, I <laughs> Coke was the only thing on sale because that's <laughs> all you had was Coke or cherry Coke, which I was fine with. And then having, you know, a Pepsi outside of that, I was like, oh, now I can really taste the difference. My taste buds my got used always,
2: to it. My mom always used to say that Pepsi tasted like somebody dropped a pepper shaker in it. And I I just never understood that. Like Pepsi, I mean, Pepsi does have, I feel like it has a little more of a bite than Coke. Like where Coke is probably a little more smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I can go either one these days.
0: See, I don't know. I feel like Coke kind of has a bite. I know one thing recently I did. I actually taste tested Sprite and seven up at the same time to figure out Ooh. which one, which one I liked more. And it was Sprite that had this like a little bit of a crisp bite to it that I really mm. liked. I mean, granted, I like, I, I like seven up. There's nothing against it, but I'm like, I want to get the taste to taste side by side difference.
2: I remember being a kid and we were like a seven up house. Mm-hmm. And then I think they like changed the recipe or something. Uh, because I just, I just remember suddenly my mom stopped buying seven up and it it was especially, uh, in the house, whenever somebody had an upset stomach, that was like my mom's go-to remedy was to drink. I think it was flat seven up and burnt toast. And that was supposed to settle your stomach. And that's something she got from her mom. Uh, so my grandmother, um, and yeah, it was whenever I had a stomach ache, it was always flat seven up
0: and burnt toast. We always did Verner's. Which, ginger ale yeah which i love ginger ale see i like ginger ale but for me fucking verners is just too i hate saying this because it's not necessarily what i mean and i think a danhausen but it's like too spicy
2: that's fair that's very fair
0: it's like the ginger and everything is just too strong like i'm a canada dry guy i love love canada dry especially like this time of the year with the um uh, what is it, the special one that comes out normally? I think it actually might be year-round now, but it's the big time of the year is now cranberry ginger ale. Oh, I don't know if I've actually ever had that. Oh, it's good. We just actually, well, fuck, speaking of 7-Up, we bought it, we haven't tried it yet. Pomegranate 7-Up.
2: Oh, I bet that's good.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting to try that one, but I know for a long time a staple has been the cranberry Canada Dry, and it's it's so good.
2: So this is a weird thing that, A guy I went to high school with used to say, um, I hope this doesn't ruin Dr. Pepper for you, uh, if you like Dr. Pepper. Um, But this guy I went to high school with always used to say he couldn't drink Dr. Pepper because it tasted like blood and chocolate.
0: I've not heard that one.
2: He was a weird dude. So uh, I I personally do not get that taste, but I told my friend that. And he just said, Oh, fuck you. I'm never going to be able to drink Dr. Pepper again. And I guess he was like... It kind of has that irony taste to it, and uh, he uh, he occasionally he remembers that and he gets really bummed out that I <laughs> said that to him, and uh, he's just like, "Man, why'd you have to ruin Doctor Pepper for me?" It's like, "Well, I'm sorry, man i I don't think it tastes anything like that. I could taste a little bit of chocolate, but no blood."
0: I've heard people say, and I've seen this on TikTok, is what root beer and Coke. And that makes, Oh that, yeah,
2: I have seen that.
0: That one kind of makes sense to me. I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah,
2: that's funny because I do not like root beer like at all. I was about, I was about to say um, I,
0: I thought you didn't like root beer.
2: I, yeah, I've, I've the only oddly enough the only time I've ever enjoyed drinking a root beer was I think it was my 23rd birthday. Uh, a buddy of mine ordered me a drink called a barrel bomb, which is root beer and Jaeger. And I don't like either of those two things. But together, they were quite delicious.
0: I I think I've heard of that one. I mean, I
2: think it's also called something else like in different regions. But he called it a barrel bomb, or maybe that's what it was called on the menu. Uh, and well, I, I don't know if I would like it now, but that night, I, th- I think I had a couple of them.
0: I thought maybe that's the where I've heard it as, like the Tootsie Roll hmm. drink. I don't know if it's necessarily a shop, but I, I want to say it was those two. Like fucking Jaeger's yeah, the one that's like takes me back because Jaeger was like the first alcohol that I ever had that oh, I wow. that, that I that I enjoyed. I had I had actually the first actual alcohol besides maybe accidentally trying some beer here and there was uh, uh was a wild turkey.
2: Oh god. I had,
0: I had a shot like literally like shoved down my throat cuz I didn't want to fucking take it and that's <laughs> that's the first and last time I have ever had fucking a wild turkey. Ugh. Oh man. And it was obviously straight too. I think yeah. it's probably warm on top of it.
2: I've, so I don't drink often anymore. Mm. Um, occasionally I have a few drinks, uh, but I've been a really big fan of like warm cider with whiskey lately. And I think I'm starting to warm up to whiskey. Okay. Uh, not to say that I have like this like crazy palate for like whiskeys and know like everything about whiskeys and all that stuff. But like, I I've been really fond of uh, especially on a cool night, like warm cider with like a shot of Jack in it. It's, it's been a good little treat.
0: That sounds good.
2: It's it's very easy to drink because mm-hmm. uh, I really don't taste. I don't like the taste of liquor or alcohol at all anymore. Uh, I went too hard too young, and now I just I like my white claws and my PBRs occasionally. And I liked PPRs before they were a thing in wrestling, uh, but like I remember going to punk shows at this venue at, called the Muse. When I was um, not of legal drinking age, uh, and my friend was the bartender, and she would just hand me beers uh, and PBR. It was usually PBR or Red Stripe, uh, and between those and Blue Moon is how I got my beer taste, and uh, been a been a fan of PBR ever since.
0: I've I think I've only had PBR once, maybe. I don't I don't remember the taste. Like I, I definitely don't remember hating it. So that's a plus. It's
2: it's a very drinkable beer, in my opinion. Whenever I would go to Dead People's Things to hang out with Shane before he passed, uh, he always had a fridge full of PBR. So I knew if I was going to Dead People's Things, I had to make sure the rest of my day was clear. uh, Because I have this weird thing now where if I drink like one or two beers, I get a really sharp headache. Mm. uh, And it just ruins the rest of my day. So I would just go hang out with Shane. And I knew that I was going to have a headache, but you know, it was fun just to sit around and drink a couple beers with him and shoot the shit for a while. Um, and then I would just come home and basically go to bed at whatever time I was home because my, like nothing would get rid of those headaches.
0: It's crazy to see how much PBR is like blown up over the past year in professional wrestling. It's fucking nuts.
2: PBR used to be like, at least here when, uh, when I was like really going to hardcore and punk shows, it was like the punk beer because it was so cheap you could get like a 24 ounce or like a six pack or a 12 pack for like way cheaper than you can get most other beers. So that was like the punk beer of choice, unless we were drinking forties. But yeah, I mean, it's really cool. Like I'm super stoked for that entire brand because like I said, PBR has always been, I actually have a small PBR tattoo that I always forget about. Um, But PBR has always been a good beer and I feel like they've always had a really good internet presence. And now it seems like they're really cashing in. It seemed like White Claw just really fucked up and just like had the wrestling world in the palm of their hands and did nothing with it. But mm-hmm. I think PBRC is where they dropped the ball and they're like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to fumble this bag.
0: The one thing I've been meaning to try, but over the years I've just stopped drinking as much. Like I, especially too, cause I feel like I can't, uh, drink a lot that's in my fridge. Like I'll buy a six mm-hmm. pack and like the last two will just sit in there for months. If, if right. that's like some, sometime maybe it's like three, but the thing that I really keep wanting to try is uh the hard coffee because I have heard. It's good. I a lot of the thing that I always hear is it tastes like you
2: Yep. Until you get to the very bottom and then you you get you get the hard for sure. <laughs> uh but uh I I had some with hard way heater and uh we were both just like we didn't expect it to be as good as it was. We were just like, holy shit, like mm-hmm. this this is real. It and it it straight up tasted like YooHoo. Uh, I would almost say better because you kind of just tastes like chocolate water to me. And this tasted like it felt like it had more body to it. Uh, which is really weird to think about uh, an alcoholic coffee drink, having more body than a supposed chocolate milk or a chocolate drink. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend trying it if you get the chance or just find it or whatever.
0: The thing with you like, yeah, it's def it's a chocolate water. But for me, that's literally like one of my most nostalgic drink flavors it's it's literally in between that and ecto cooler and seeing how i can get one right now or i can get one and not have to pay a bunch of money to get the ones that they just promotionally re-released for the ecto cooler but i think it was earlier this year i had like a little streak where i kept drinking yoohoo and like i'd get at a truck stop so i would have like the bottle of yoohoo and a pack of twinkies and like the combination between the two for at least for me was like perfect
2: I like that. I like when you find that weird combination of, well, I guess you who and Twinkie is not that weird, but like you find like that drink and snack combo that just really works for you for whatever reason. And you just go on that kick. Uh, before I had surgery, uh, I would be out thrifting and I would just want a snack and I'd get uh, a lemon lime Gatorade or a yellow Gatorade uh, and the little Ritz Bits peanut butter crackers. And for whatever reason, that just made me feel like a kid again. It was so good.
0: Another good combination, at least it was for me, uh, and it's necessarily not as obviously sweet and everything as my last one. But uh, hard-boiled eggs and string cheese. Interesting. Yeah. For a while, been
2: a big hard-boiled eggs guy, but
0: I wasn't until about six, seven years ago. Like I remember, like hating them, and then someone had me try one, and I was like, like my taste buds changed. I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like this now. Especially too, if you put salt and pepper on it. But I don't. Okay. I don't need salt and pepper on. I can just eat it regular. But I right. was I was packing that in my lunch, and I think like both things. And I took a bite of the uh, egg, and then took a bit of the string cheese, and I was like, "Ooh, wow, that's good."
2: I could see that working. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl that I work with told me she makes something called French toast eggs, and I was absolutely appalled by this. She told me she puts she'll scramble eggs and she'll put cinnamon in it. And then she later revealed to me that she doesn't put cinnamon in it. She uses uh, the cinnamon toast crunch powder. Oh. Uh, and I, I'm i so curious, but that seems like a crime against eggs. Uh, <laughs> but I think I'm just going to have to break down and try it.
0: That's like with fucking Alex Kane. He has a, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, he mixes apple juice. Oh, with cinnamon toast crunch.
2: I believe that works. Mm-hmm. I 100% believe that works.
0: I've heard so many people go oh my god that's disgusting and I'm like okay if you think of juice in cereal or cereal in juice I get it but when you go apple juice and cinnamon toast crunch it makes so much sense I just I just haven't yeah. tried it but it sounds good I haven't
2: either but when he when he told me about it I instantly was like oh there's no way that doesn't work like mm-hmm. it's got all the the key ingredients to mix perfectly together like yeah that that just makes, it's it's just apple and cinnamon.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So how's the thrifting and VHS selling going? I mean, you, you took a lot of my money this year.
2: Um, the thrifting has actually been quite slow uh, because my real job, I had to go back to work after surgery mm-hmm. uh, and my real job has been very busy uh, ever since about Thanksgiving. Oh. Um, but I've been, I just, I did punk rock uh, flea market this past Sunday and uh that was that was an incredible event. Uh I made good amount of money, met a bunch of great people. It, I love doing those events because I get to meet local collectors and get to build relationships with them. I love selling online, but when I get to meet local collectors, it's just it's so cool because a lot of times people will just pay for shipping, even if they're local, just because they understand like real life and like maybe they live like forty minutes away and they don't want me to drive that far, which I totally appreciate. Um, but then they'll come out to those events and I'll, you know, I'll get to put a face with the name Mm. and we'll talk and they'll tell me like, Oh, well I just got this or I'm looking for this. And we'll just like talk about what we're looking for, what we want and kind of build that relationship. So it's not like, I don't feel like I'm just like a seller. It's like we're building a, like a small community, Mm -hmm. um, to where if they know I'm looking for something, they'll look out for it for me and vice versa. Um, but uh, it's been really good uh <clears throat> I've been able to use some of the money from selling tapes to pay you know put towards some of my medical bills, which has been great because I basically have uh a brand new car in my neck um so yeah, it's been cool being able to kind of whittle away my medical debt with you know just my side hustle mm-hmm. um, so. I mean it's been great I, and I appreciate everything that you've you know spent with me. You probably could have went out and found a lot of those or just went to eBay and paid whatever prices were there but you decided to come to me and I you know I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I'd always rather go through you than anything and like you've pointed me in the right direction to a bunch of people cuz like my big thing this year was I mean besides just fucking buying VHSs cuz now they're starting to pop up in more places and fucking impact selling fucking a vhs tape that's crazy like when the major wrestling figure podcasted i was like all right you know kind of niche within collectors blah 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 blah." but impact it's like fuck okay i'm i'm fucking here for that i mean i didn't buy it but i'm like that's still cool. i I think it was a double vhs
2: i i think it was it was slammiversary right Mm -hmm. uh i had somebody from impact reach out to me and ask me about it and uh i was like i probably won't buy it because uh my watch stack is crazy right now. Mm-hmm. We pretty much all movies got put on hold when we started watching Twin Peaks. Okay. Uh, so my watch stack is like insane right now. And I just don't have it in me to like, unless I found like my grail tape, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't have it in me to buy something for myself that I'm not going to be able to watch right now. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, no, that's cool. I understand. Uh, but if, if you change your mind, let me know. Uh, but I think it's really cool. And I think it's even cooler because I don't think WWE would ever do anything like that. AEW, maybe. But it's like, you're hitting a market. Like, I know my buddy Kyle just did uh, a tape for Black Label Pro. But you're hitting a market that right now is pretty much untouched. Mm -hmm. And it's like, people are are tired of wrestling shirts to an extent. They want to collect something else. So, I mean, even if people buy it and never watch it, it's still a really cool display piece.
0: Oh, yeah. Fucking... Derek Dillinger uh, just did that, but he he's doing it a little bit differently. I mean, besides like Danhausen did it like a handful of years ago, but uh, I think Derek, his first run was only five copies That's and smart. I have one. Butters has the other or has another one. Uh, Josh Goldstein is getting a third one. he's uh Derek's keeping one of them and I forget where the other one is. so it's like a nice limited run. And I think he said, He's going to do another run with matches of him and Ziggy on it, which on that one, because it's not just a, you know, a display piece, kind of like how probably my home alone VHS is or the angels with filthy souls. But he put like matches on there so you could actually watch it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's definitely cool. And like people are getting tired of, uh, well, it's not even just I think just T-shirts because I mean, I love T-shirts, but I have I have enough, but it's also that and eight by tens
2: yeah eight by tens have always been kind of weird to me um effie at when we did the close set sub tapings effie had talked to me about doing a tape for him but i just don't have like the space or the equipment to make duplicates or you know mm-hmm. bootlegs or anything like that so i told him i'd you know i'd point him in the direction of my buddy kyle uh who if anybody's interested is uh be kind rewind 515 on twitter and instagram uh and if was like, no, I want you to do it. And I was like, bro, I don't have the capability. I would love to, <laughs> but I don't have the capabilities to do it or yeah. the time right now. Um, but it, it, it's just cool because like I started collecting tapes because when Brittany and I moved into the house, we didn't have cable or internet. And I remembered I still had a VCR and uh, we would just watch whatever tapes I had, you know, that I didn't get rid of through, you know, multiple moves. Um, and then I was at the store in Nashville called the great escape. And I found this indie horror movie called the barn. And that pretty much sparked me collecting tapes again, because the tape itself, like the, the clamshell looked old, but I was like reading it and it had like a website on it. And I was like, there's no way this is old. Like, what the hell? Like, what do I have here? I think it was like a dollar, 99 cents a dollar. Mm -hmm. So I picked it up, took the chance. We both fell in love with it. And the really cool part about the story is when I was still doing commentary in Indianapolis, Um, there was a horror convention the same weekend as one of the shows I was doing. So I went to that and met, they're called Scream Team Releasing that put out The Barn. I met that, I met one of the guys that works for them and we were talking and I bought, I think I bought another tape from him and then I think a year after that we went to Horror Hound in Indianapolis and they were there and they remembered me and they cut Brittany and I a crazy deal on basically like one of every tape they had there. Uh, And they like a bunch of them added us on Facebook and like, we kept up for a while and they put out some really good movies. Uh, So it was cool that like me finding that one tape led to me collecting again, led to me meeting them. And now it's like, I can make a significant amount of money, you know, doing an online sale or doing a pop-up or whatever. Uh, It's just, it's so crazy how like two years ago, People were telling me like, oh, you know, it's, it's a dead media, but now like, like you pointed out, impact is doing a tape and you know, Derek, you know, is doing his small run of tapes and Dan Housen's done it. And like, people are taking notice Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think it's just going to keep growing at least for a while. I think it'll be like the resurgence of vinyl, but to a smaller degree.
0: Yeah. Because I think there's the thing with vinyl of people say like, it's just a, it's just a better sound. I, Mm -hmm. Kind of like how with, with VHS tapes before where I had VHS tapes, but no VCR, but now I have one, uh, I've, I have vinyl, but I don't have a record player. I don't have really have the space for one, but I always keep saying like, that's something that I would get in my n- next move when I have the room for it and I can display some of the records that I have and then sit down and be able to listen. Like, I think like the main one for me is like, I got, I want to get all the ICP Joker's cards on vinyl. i think
2: that would just be really cool to see mm -hmm. like i've seen them all in cd form but to see them bigger i think would be really cool
0: yeah the only thing that sucks is one of the first ones they released was which i don't know how long ago was riddle box and that fucker to buy it now is like 200 bucks
2: i don't doubt that their stuff is like has crazy collectability to it
0: i've said it before that's the reason why i'm into collecting because of those fuckers
2: (laughs) that makes perfect
0: sense because like even like going back to the great malenko i was just Thinking about this recently because I got to explain it to someone else is that like I started with the Great Malenko, and like the Great Malenko had it's like four or five covers, and then which is just the only thing's different is the color of the Great Malenko, and then on one of the pages of the it's not really a book, I think it's just a, it's a fold out, like one of them, on um, the one on the end forms like a puzzle to tell you what the next joker card is going to be and if you get all, yeah if you get all of them it'll display the whole message and on top of just that that album was released twice because the first one was through a record label owned by disney i can't remember the name of it off top of my head and literally hilarious oh yeah it got pulled the day that it came out like they released it for so many hours and then disney was like nope recall that shit it was uh, a hollywood uh, hollywood records and then I think they got on a deal with Island records and Island re-released it like, and like that's kind of the only difference. I think I've never heard the original Hollywood Malenko, but I think piggy pie might be different. I think it might be the wow. one that's actually more about cops, but the, the band,
2: I would have I, I never even linked ICP to Disney any, any way in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, was my like early into collecting and then like more and more things that they did. It was like, Oh, we're going to do uh limited versions or we're going to do like special versions. So you got to get both. And like, really there's not like much difference between them and they'll, they re-release things. So it's like, you can get like different versions. Like you can get like the original carnival carnage at ringmaster. But then when they got signed to Island, they re-release them. they, changed like some of the artwork and this and that like same album but if you want to go to that collecting nature yeah it gets super fucking deep i just
2: never expected there to be a link between icp and disney that is just <laughs> insane to me oh that's wild
0: oh yes yeah, brief it was very brief man but as you talk about the whole you know impact doing it and you said like you don't think wwe would ever do it they're fucking not even doing dvds and blu-rays anymore Like they're saying like the end of the year they're done that's
2: man that's wild to me Mm -hmm. i uh we actually caught like a little bit of nxt last night and uh it was the only i don't even know i know cora jade was in the match and i don't know who she was wrestling but uh my biggest turn off of wwe is just the camera cuts i can't i can't do it i hope everybody i know there succeeds makes a bunch of money wish nothing but the best for him but like i cannot watch it it makes me literally
0: nauseous it's one of those things when i think about it and notice it it will bother me especially if you go back and watch something like really old yeah something from like the 90s or something um or even like something from independent wrestling where it's like there's two cameras not however many wwe has and then they're not like flipping back and forth between them
2: dude it's like every time you blink It's a camera cut, if not more than that. And, you know, honestly, I don't see the point in that many camera cuts. Obviously, I'm not like a camera guy or like anything like that. Uh, But uh, maybe there's something I don't know, but I know that I don't like it. And that's all I need to know.
0: I think they got it from TV and movies.
2: That makes a lot of sense.
0: Because I think I noticed it in some movie or a TV show. And I was just like, Vince had to get some notes from somebody. Because I know movies, I, pal, yeah, <laughs> I know he likes doing movie things, getting uh, Hollywood writers and all that kind of stuff. It something had to be somebody had to come in and go, oh yeah, I got to do camera cuts, got to do all these crazy camera cuts. Man,
2: I remember when wrestling was wrestling. You know, the whole the whole discourse between like WWE fans, AEW fans, whatever. Like, I like watching AEW because there's just more wrestling, and that's what I want to watch.
0: I mean, I've gotten to the point where I just—it's hard for me to watch weekly wrestling. Period. It's like even AEW, like the—I fa- think if they were just Dynamite and Rampage right now, I'd be fine. But the, mm-hmm. the fact that they have now t- still two YouTube shows on Monday and fucking Tuesday—that, which granted, like I know you don't have to watch it because it's—it's basically their superstars and their uh, WWF Mania, like stuff like that, that were just Shotgun Saturday Night, where they're just kind of matches you didn't need to watch it but when you got a roster that big and maybe someone i like is on those shows and it's like um i don't know just because I, I definitely have grievances with aew
2: right i'll occasionally skim through those youtube shows it's not often um but when Brittany moved back home she brought this like direct tv thing she had mm-hmm. so it's just been like we haven't had cable in years uh never really had a need for it um we had sling tv for a minute uh, but that was very short lived. Um, but when she moved back home, she brought, I think, like I said, I think it's a direct TV thing. Um, and it, it's just been really cool to me to watch TV wrestling in real time. Mm. And it's like, you get people like Lee and, uh, Daniel Garcia and Eddie Kingston and, you know, uh, Malachi black and, you know, a bunch of other people. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I've always been a big CM Punk guy. I know he's a, a very uh, polarizing person for a lot of people. I've always been a big CM Punk guy. Same with American Dragon. Um, so seeing both of them under the same roof is really cool to me. Uh, but like, I would have never expected, you know, Danny Garcia to have an interaction with Punk. Like that's that's wild. Stuff like that will always make me watch wrestling.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I turned it on when uh, Punk was rumored to come back because I was like. I got to witness this one way or another. Mm-hmm. But, Cause I think that came on like literally 15 minutes or a half hour after I got home or yeah. And I was like, I, I just want to, if like it happens, it happens. It don't, it don't. And they kicked it off. And I was like, that, that shocked me. But I don't know. Punk's been a dude. Like I loved him during the original run. And I don't know. There's just certain things about how he left that I didn't like. And I think the big thing for me was the shit with Cabana. Which I granted, I know Cabana's not an angel, but like I didn't, I didn't like that shit at all.
2: I've was, always heard. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna
0: say that I, the fact what he's done with like Kingston and MJF, like that of what I've watched, not live but like online, like I've, I've been, I thought was great. Like Kingston killed him. Kingston downright fucking murdered Punk on the mic. Even though a lot of, I don't think a lot of fans will see it that way. And right. I, MJF was a great opponent to him because I know a lot of people who think MJF is just one dimensional and he only. Like, he's just this character that says, like, high school bully shit, but I'm like, no, I've met him, and he's witty. It's not like he's just throwing out lines. Like, he, he's going to get you one way or another.
2: Right. Um, one thing I really like about AEW is they're not afraid to just, like, start hot. Like, mm-hmm. that show tonight, um, it opened with American Dragon and Adam Page, and it was a 60 minute, you know, it was built as a 60 minute match. Mm-hmm. And that's like insane to me to start with your your world title six build as a sixty minute match. Or like it, it had a sixty minute time limit. I won't say it was, you know, a 60 minute match. Um but you know build is you know 60 minute time limit and that's your opener and everybody else has to follow that. And when I watched the match, it didn't feel like 60-minute match it didn't feel like a 50-minute didn't feel like it never felt like it overstayed its welcome um and uh i don't know uh i'm very excited for them to come to nashville uh over the last few years it's been very hard for me to watch wrestling as a fan but here lately i've been able to do that and aew has helped me with that which has been really cool um And then you see like people, you know, pop up, which is even cooler because then you get to like be a fan and also watch them. So you get to be a fan of them by proxy. Uh, And uh, yeah, plus hook fucking rules. I don't even care. I I got to watch his debut with uh, Wilkes on Friday and uh, never would have expected that to go as well as it did. Uh, And I am a proud hooker uh, as he as his fans are called uh, hookers now. Uh so big fan of hook. He's the guy now in my opinion.
0: Uh somewhat controversial. I don't care for hook. I think for That's me I I think for me it was just like so much hype going in where like I'm I've gotten to the point especially like the day of that match I like I was getting tired of hearing about it. But I won't be someone who just sits there and like shits on him on on Twitter. I'm just like I'm going to I'll move past it. He's not my cup Did of tea. you team. watch the match? No, I have not. Oh, oh man. Like I
2: think I think just about everybody knew how it was going to go. Uh, but it was like for a, like, I don't know. It's almost impossible to find anything about the guy on the internet. So I don't know if that was like a legit first match or if that was like, you know, this is his first match. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but it was a really good match and they, they, they renamed the Taz mission for him. It's now called red rum. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just—it's one of the best first matches I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I've heard of, like a lot of the like good things about. It. I I just think it's—I've heard too much right now, and I'm waiting for him to connect. If. It could potentially be like a tag team you know about. Fucking fuckets! I didn't like the fuckets at first. Oh. I didn't. I didn't hate them. It's just they didn't connect with me. Then eventually, like they they hit a point for them. It was uh, I heard uh, they did a promo. It was like in a parking garage. It was fucking great. And I and like that was the moment that they finally connected with me. And I've been, Man. you know, I've been a fan of them ever since.
2: The one thing I miss about driving for my real job is I would drive to Erlanger, Kentucky once to twice a week and every now and then I would just by pure chance run into nasty Russ and we would have a quick lunch together and it was always the best. Always the best.
0: I f- I fucking miss them. Yeah. They're so just say them. It's fucking Team Money. Like, I just he won't. He doesn't seem to take as many bookings. Like I know at least with uh, Nasty Russ, he'll do old wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's one place I can almost guarantee like clockwork to see him. Which is at, at least it's it's something. But I, obviously, like, like fuck, when it comes to AIW, there's still so many matches I want to see. Especially with members only just debuting, I want to see the fuckets versus members only. T- team Money needs to meet his son. <laughs>
2: oh man that's hilarious uh i don't know if i've i don't know if i've said this on wrestling cheers or not but uh i remember the first aiw show i went to uh i i think it was the first um i walked i paid walked in looked up and as i looked up t-money pounced somebody over the guardrail on the floor and i was like yep i'm home this is it <laughs> this is the best shit ever and i was a fucking jollyville fuckits guy from there
0: God, we need to get you back to AIW.
2: I'd love to. I would I would absolutely love to. I especially love the way that the landscape of AIW looks right now. There's just so many wild cards in the mix and uh Josh Bishop just like fucking psycho Sid, you know. Uh I I keep up with, with what's going on at AIW and I've watched a few of the shows on IWTV. Uh but uh yeah, I'd love that that was one of my favorite uh what was it called uh Our Lady mount Mount uh Mount Carmel mm-hmm. I loved that venue. That was one of my favorite places to see wrestling that in Spalding Hall for anarchy uh and uh yeah, I miss God damn it's been forever since I've been to an a i w show
0: I think the last time you were here was Mount Carmel
2: Oh, oh one hundred percent i I never saw a i w outside of Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd
2: mm-hmm. like to go to that Odeon place, so that seems fun
0: Odeon like it has like the best mystique to it in my opinion like or just like how it looks on IWTV. it i mean it's a fucking concert venue so it it has everything to make it look legit but like where the merch area is and how many people show up to aiw like it's could be a cluster oh i believe that because that's one of my biggest pet peeves in wrestling i as a fan i want to be able to if i want to go buy merch i want it to be easy and not crowded because that was one of my biggest complaints too about uh our Lady of Mount Carmel. And before that, uh, at the end of Turner's hall, where it was just, if you, you want to go to the gimmick table or go to gimmick tables and you're on the other end of, of the row of them. And you want to go, like I said, go to one on mm-hmm. someone on the other side. It it's like guiding through traffic. Cause you got, yeah, sounds- you got people at the table, people waiting in line and people trying to get back and forth on top of like, maybe where people are standing normally. It's just, it was way too fucking much. And Odin can do be the same thing sometimes.
2: Yeah, we uh, so where we just did uh, punk rock flea market at Eastside Bowl. I really think that could be a sick venue. I think um, it's it's wide enough to fit a ring and people in, but it's long enough to where I think you could do uh, a decent merch on the venue floor. Or if you really wanted to spread it out, you could do merch upstairs uh, because there's an upstairs as well. Uh, but I think that could be if anybody listens to this and has the money to do it and the the resources, I think Eastside Bowl would be a really cool place to run a wrestling show in Nashville.
0: I'm hoping for 2022 to go to Anarchy at Spaulding. Man,
2: Spaulding Spaulding's just different, man. Spaulding Hall is different and I, I hope it has the same energy when they go back. Uh, those Those first few Anarchy shows I went to were just some of the most rabid wrestling shows I've ever been to that fan base is just something completely different.
0: Yeah. Hands down. I want to experience it once. And then like, obviously when they lost Spalding, I was like, shit, that was like one of my reasons I wanted to go because of everything I've heard about it. So now that they're going back, great. The only thing I heard that sucks is there won't be the pizza. Cause everybody oh, talked about the pizza.
2: That pizza was so good. But Papa Kenway, if he cooks Papa Kenway's food is killer.
0: Well, hopefully he does cook.
2: <laughs> Cause his, his wings are really good. Ooh. I can't remember what else I had. Uh, he he, like pulled me aside and had me try some of his stuff, and uh, it was the wings. And I want to say it was sausage, maybe or something else. Either way, whatever it was, it was all really, really good.
0: I gotta just figure out how that trip's gonna work. Normally, I'm a turn and burden guy, except for when I, you know, obviously came down there to Nashville because I spent a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But, but I gotta figure out something. I'll probably like I drive straight down there, like start early, because uh, I think their shows are always on a Friday. I would start early Friday, get there, but then obviously find a place to crash and then yeah head back and first thing in the morning
2: because i've done that drive opposite I, I left anarchy and came to cleveland and that sucked <laughs> i was also on like no sleep whatsoever because we drove from nashville to uh fuck where does jason live nashville to i can't remember but it's like right on the missouri illinois border uh so we drove there and then we went I didn't sleep at all really. Then we went to anarchy and then I slept in the car a little bit, slept for a couple hours at Jason's. And then we woke up and drove straight to Cleveland. And, uh, that was rough. That was a rough one.
0: I mean, the crazy thing, I know it's an easy drive, but I know it's just, there's just a lot of nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that was a huge thing for me was I was so tired and there was just nothing to look at.
0: Cause that'll be the one thing that kills you because if, I, if there's lights and a lot of shit going on, like, You're going to stay awake, but when you're just going through fucking cornfields and just nothing, it can get very tiring, literally.
2: Yeah, it'll get really bad really quick. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's the, yeah, that's the that was when I went to AIW and saw T-Money pounce that dude over the (laughs) guardrail. That was that trip. It was, I think it was when Teddy Hart did the whole ankle thing, whatever show that was, where he was like, oh, my ankle, my ankle. And everybody's like, how did you hurt your ankle? And um, then he did like a Canadian destroyer or a backflip or something.
0: I'm trying to remember the name of that show.
2: Cause it had, it was death row. I think, I think it was Ray Rose last show. No. Cause I think, I think he wrestled Tommy end.
0: No, that wasn't Ray Rose last show. That was uh, which was what I thought it was. AAW against the world or a W versus the world, whatever. It That's was. what it was. Because the irony of Ray Rose last show is when I reached out to you to bury the hatchet. Oh, it was because of J pro the speech he gave and which was also to like a week or two, maybe after Derek was on kick out of two, because I purposely told him to plug wrestling cheers
2: (laughs) sneaky, (laughs) uh, man, J pro what a guy getting to meet him was really cool. I had met Matt cross at Nashville before, Mm -hmm. before I was doing like, Before we we did the podcast or before I was ring announcing doing commentary or anything, met Matt Cross. Actually ran into Matt Cross a few times after that. But then meeting J-Pro was so cool uh, because I was actually telling somebody this the other day. If I would have never seen Jeff Hardy, Matt Cross, and Josh Prohibition, I probably would have never done anything in wrestling. And I feel like for most people, it's all like, if I would have never seen, you know, and obviously this is not a knock on any of these people or anyone but it's usually like all mainstream names. So, like for example, if I would have never seen Jeff Hardy and the Undertaker and you know whoever else, then I would have never done this. But for me, it was like if I would have never seen Jeff Hardy and these two guys that were on the backyard wrestling DVDs, I would have mm-hmm. never done anything. And I think that explains me pretty perfectly.
0: Yeah, that that explains you to a T. I just don't know where you fit VHSs in there. That's an well, uh, actually, don't worry. Did you watch them on VHS?
2: I, I was gonna say I can tie it in. I think Brett had them. A couple of the backyard wrestling uh, VHS, uh, so we were watching those, and then I think I, I somehow I think I found the DVDs at like either Suncoast or uh, Media Play, like right after Christmas when I had a little Christmas money, uh, so I picked them up there. But it, it started from the backyard wrestling tapes, and then then
0: the DVDs. I need to so. get I need to get my hands on the VHS. I think I have I found one of them at Toy Ohio. It was like the only backyard wrestling vhs they had i mean there was other wrestling ones i think I, and i bought a couple but i want the all the VHSs they have because that's when i was introduced to backyard wrestling it was or backyard wrestling i don't want to say dvds but they were the VHSs. that was volume one and two an ex-girlfriend's mm-hmm. brother had one or had them and let me borrow one
2: um check high spots that's where i got mm-hmm. my full collection was from high spots
0: yeah they still have them and that's i need to like make that order because i think too it's like cheap I think they're only wanting 10 bucks each
2: that sounds about right mm-hmm. um yeah i don't i don't remember how i ended up with them i think maybe they reached out to me and they were like hey do you want any of these tapes and i was like yeah i'll take every, one of every the backyard wrestling one and they cut me a pretty cool deal because oddly enough uh i was talking to i think Brittany about this and we were just talking about the weird shit that we've encountered you know from doing the podcast and everything and I was just like, do you remember that time I ran hard, uh, hard cam for High Spots in Nashville on the show that Vince Russo was on? And we were just talking about it. And uh, the High Spots guys have always been really cool to me. Um, and uh, I feel like, oh, yeah, I got. So I I paid for the backyard wrestling tapes and then they sent me a bunch of El Santo movies uh, on tape as well. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, High Spots rules. If, uh, if you're looking for wrestling tapes and stuff like that. This isn't a plug, but High Spots is the way to go, for sure.
0: Yeah, I still can't believe you got me into fucking buying VHSs. Oh,
2: man, just wait till you get a record player. Uh, (laughs) I actually... I I, I bought uh, a record on Sunday. I I buy records sparingly. I have a very modest collection. Um, I used to buy just about any and every hardcore record I found, whether it was like a 7-inch or, you know, an LP, whatever. Uh, But I buy records very sparingly now. And I bought... um, I bought an Echo in the Bunnyman record on Sunday, and I have not had time to listen to it. So I think this weekend, if I have time, that's like priority number one is putting that on.
0: See, I need one of those old, uh, like late '80s, early '90s stereos that has a record player on it, but also has a cassette player, because Mm -hmm. i I've picked up a handful of cassettes like over the past year like the place in this area, it's a place where I've always sent you like pictures of horror VHSs. is, a place called the exchange, which in, in a way is just like, you know, it's a buy and sell place of, um, mm-hmm. you can get money for stuff. And they used to be like, kind of like strictly just mu- music, video games and movies. And they've kind of got into collectibles and that's where they've kind of got back with older media. Like, all right, here's VHS tapes. Uh, but at some point last year, the one by me, uh, I think it was after they moved. Yeah, they moved into a bigger space, and all of a sudden, they started having cassettes. And I went in there, I bought Kiss Destroyer, Kiss Love Gun, and WWF Volume 3.
2: Oh, yeah. I think that's the best WWF record they put out.
0: I I think I prefer Full Metal, but 3 is up there, because like 2 was just horrible. But Yeah, 2 I, was trash. I remember, like, that was... I mean, well, fucking 3 is the one that had the Oddities theme on it, so I, I remember loving it because of that. <laughs> But, and then when I went to Toy Ohio, I uh, besides buying a bunch of VHS tapes, I bought coming out of their shells, cassette and T-U-R-T-L-T power. Oh, wow. Um,
2: right around the time, uh, quarantine started or I guess it was like right before quarantine. Yeah. It would have been right before quarantine. I got into a weird black metal phase and I went to this local A buy and sell store called The Great Escape, and they had a bunch of Black Metal cassettes. And I had just recently bought a little boombox, and I bought a bunch of Black Metal cassettes. And then I got uh, my buddy Eric was in a band called Moonrot. Uh, I bought their cassette, Uh, and then I have a bunch of like Halloween soundtracks and like spooky sounds uh, cassette tapes, Uh, and then a couple other random things too. Cassettes have like. There are certain cassettes that have a very weirdly like high value. Mm-hmm. It's very strange.
0: I think what's funny is uh, the only cassette player I have is a talk boy. Man, still jealous of that.
2: <laughs> I've got one that'll never break, but I still want the real thing.
0: The funny thing is like, I want the deluxe one. I didn't know that there was, I think like, the model that I have is just a plain Talkboy. The ones that I had growing up was the deluxe Talkboy. And the, I mean, the only difference is, is there's a f- slow function on the deluxe. This is just uh-huh. like where the slider is for slow. It's on and off. I mean, something so was, something he, was better than nothing, but still.
2: So then he had a deluxe in home alone too.
0: Yeah. Ba- well, basically he had a, he had a talk boy, but whenever they, I think they were releasing them for some reason they made two versions. And I, to this day, I don't understand why. And I did not know about it until recently. And then two, fuck, I just discovered this. And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Okay. And this is what I remember growing up. The Talkboy okay. came out. It was great. Loved it. And then like, I don't know if it was the next Christmas or like two Christmases later, they're like Talkboy Junior, which was like, a uh, was it Talkboy Junior first? It was either between that or the Talkboy pen, which was digital. Obviously the pen had could write and everything uh when it would record something it would be smaller i think similar to like the yak back at that time mm-hmm. and uh there was like buttons for sound effects i think on both of them the pin was obviously the shape of a pin and, and like thicker because it had to like fit everything in it then then the talkboy jr was this like smaller version that kind of did look like the talkboy but flat i was googling shit on he was looking for stuff on google or i was going through eBay. I think it was Google. I found the Talkboy watch. What? Yes. And I was like where I was all about Talkboy every year. I swear I would have known that they came out with a watch and I don't remember the watch whatsoever.
2: I vaguely remember the pin, do not remember the Talkboy Junior. Had no idea about the watch. Mm-hmm. But wasn't there also a Talk Girl?
0: Yeah, the cuz it was the the Talkboy was released part of the movie and then to get the the girl market, they did talk girl, which I feel like was like the next year. And then I think the year after that, whenever they released the junior, the pin, I don't know about the watch because I haven't looked it up, but they would come out with both at the same time.
2: Man, I bet that pin and the watch are like crazy expensive.
0: I forget what I see the price for because I, I was like, I would have loved this back at that time. Now it's like, because I don't, it's like, I don't, I wouldn't need it. And I think it's, you know, I looked at the the band. It's made for a kid.
2: <laughs> oh, damn. Well, there goes that. Uh, I was going to say talk boys aren't really like that expensive in the grand scheme of collectibles. Mm-hmm. They're not like the cheapest, but they're not the most expensive, but I can only imagine those like offbeat, like the watch and the pin. They have to be like over like $120.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm going to actually look it up right now because the thing about, I think the Talkboy, boy, what it has issues with is like, it's a cassette player. So at times like hardware for that or, or anything in it can go wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if I know if you look on eBay, there'll be a lot of like, you know, it doesn't work or maybe it's a quick fix. I don't know, but this is what's not working with. It. This is what's wrong with it. I feel like with the rest, I mean, it's just, you know, a little computer board, whatever and batteries.
2: Yeah, I, you know, it, it's kind of funny, like, it's the same thing as VCRs now. VCRs are, you know, granted, there there was a company making newer VCR uh, Blu-ray combos, but they're, like, a couple hundred dollars. Uh, but VCRs are, like, older technology now. So, even if you, you know, find one that's in good shape at Goodwill, there's no telling how much life that thing has. So, buying a Talkboy at this point, like, in, in my head, it just makes sense to me. Like, I'm buying talk boy it's just going to be a display piece although i frequently buy vcrs and use them so i'm kind of an idiot for that <laughs> uh, I, now I, I just want to get a talk boy and uh a backpack full of cassettes and on my next flight i just want to uh listen to cassettes
0: all right I've, I've, i got talk boy jr pulled up first and i'm looking at sold listings uh, the last sold listing of one in the package went for a hundred dollars. Okay, but crazy two before that, which was only eight days prior, $202.50. Jesus and, Christ, and that was bidding the hundred dollar one. I think it was just a buy it now. $202.50 has nine bids.
2: Man, somebody really wanted that thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the the first one that's loose that's that comes up. Uh, that actually shows me the price because one. I think was best offer was accepted $70.
2: See, that's not terrible. I feel like talk boys, you know, regular talk boys go for like low end, like 40 bucks. If somebody doesn't really know what they have to like a little over a hundred dollars in the package, I could be off on that. It's been a while since I've looked it up.
0: Um, let me look for the pen. Look at sold one with instructions, but not in the package, 45 bucks. That's not horrible. And then one in the package, 110. Okay.
2: I expected a little more. 110 just falls like 10 bucks shy of what I was thinking. I'm not going to go drop $110 on a pin, but not yet. But
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I was definitely more into like the talk boy itself. Like all the other right. stuff, other stuff when it came out. Cool. Great. But I'm, I wouldn't go as crazy for the, the smaller stuff. And the cool the thing, watch that,
2: the watch um, is the one for me. I
0: think, I'm telling you, like, it's just like this regular, cheap digital face, and when I looked at the band, it was it looked small. Oh, bummer. I'm
2: going to have to look this up when we're done, because I'm so curious. I, I'm i 99% sure that I've seen it, and I've just forgotten about it. Uh, But it's, I, I just cannot picture it right now. Let
0: me see the last sold, 80 bucks. Again, that's not terrible. I mean, for a watch, yeah, that's that's not terrible.
2: But I guess nowadays it's an adult buying a kid's watch. So unless you're like rebanding that thing somehow, uh, which I obviously I don't know what it looks like. So I don't even know if that's a possibility. Uh, but that's, I miss the watches you used to get with like Burger King kids meals or like Wendy's kids meals or McDonald's kids meals. I feel like they put out, I think Taco Bell did like a Kong watch or, or Congo watch or
0: something. Okay. I'm happy you mentioned that as I'm, and this is like obviously uh, not playing a little segue. Like as I'm looking at uh, these watches or the Talkboy watch, I happen to see a listing that was listed under a junk drawer lot, where it's just like a bunch of things from a junk drawer. And the thing that I had which it went cheap, it went for 40 bucks, but it has the Talkboy pin on it. And also I think it was Taco Bell that did it. A Nightmare Before Christmas watch.
2: Oh wow. Man.
0: There's a bunch of other stuff in it too, but those were the things that like stood out to me.
2: For forty bucks, that's not terrible. Like just for those two things alone, that's not terrible in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you want a blast of nostalgia, mm-hmm. like that's that's not horrible. Because you could gift somebody either one of those things and it would be like a kick-ass gift.
0: I don't think I mentioned the the one thing that I've been collecting for VHS. I mean, granted, I mean a lot of stuff, but it's then you know it's the Universal Monsters. But it has mm-hmm. to be that like classic collection that came out in the, right. like, in the early nineties, because I remember having some of them as a kid. I don't know if I ever watched them. I don't think I did. I know my dad bought them and I don't know if he watched them, but there was something that always looked really cool. And I remember when those were out at the stores. And I remember like that whole early nineties when universal monsters were trying to like, they to make, make them come back. And when I looked at that, like the entire line that came out, I was like, "Oh, I want them all." It's not like the cheapest collection to do, but at the same time, it kind of is. I mean, there's a lot. Oh, not a lot, but there's 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 enough.
2: But it's 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 one of those you can like part it out and take your time with, mm -hmm. uh, so it doesn't like completely break you all at once. I've kind of been doing the same thing. I've definitely slowed down lately, but I have like a whole VHS drawer full of uh, nothing but Universal Monsters tapes, and then I've started on a second VHS drawer of nothing but universal monsters tapes.
0: I think after I finish this one, I might try to buy the box set. Oh shit. Which I don't know if there was different versions or what, but I know the thing that I do like about that one is the covers are the classic posters, Mm -hmm. which it's it's funny because I prefer that over what's on the classic collection. But since I grew up with that classic collection, look, and I want all of them from that series. Like there was literally, I think one, either I got to send you or I have, I did send you where it was like, I I think I bought it from you and I end up buying one that goes more with that collection.
2: Oh yeah. I vaguely remember that. I, so are you also going to get into like the offshoots with like Abbott and Costello?
0: No. And it's only because I have those on DVD and they weren't released as part of the classic collection.
2: Gotcha. I just sold on Sunday um, a girl bought a stack of Universal Monsters and Abing Postello tapes for me, and I was, like, shocked that they actually sold because I've carried them around for, like, the past few events that I've done. Uh, And usually Universal, I somehow I acquired a shit ton of Universal Monsters tapes, and then one day I went to a thrift store, and I found a whole lot of just... Universal Monsters or Ab and Costello meet the Universal Monsters tapes, and I picked them all up, thinking somebody's gonna want these. Uh, I'm not the biggest Ab and Costello fan myself, so I knew they weren't for me, but I knew I somebody that I knew would appreciate them. And lo and behold, on Sunday this girl bought like the entire stack, and I was like, yo, that's sick. Let me cut you a deal.
0: Oh fuck! When far as it comes to the classic collection, all you gotta do is send me a stack, a picture of a stack of them. And if there's any that I don't have, I would buy them off of you.
2: What are you missing at this point?
0: I'd have to send you a picture that I have on my phone. I took like, I know there's like, if you Google it, there's like a picture of like all of the cassettes uh, or all the covers on like a kind of a table type thing. Mm-hmm. I, I have a copy of that where I go in and I will check off the ones that I, I buy. Gotcha.
2: I think I actually saw that picture that you're talking about. I think it popped up on one of the Universal Monsters uh, Instagram accounts that I followed the other day.
0: It did. I followed the same one. <laughs> fair
2: i i dude, they're like the same thing with twin peaks there's so many like universal monsters fan pages and twin peaks fan pages on instagram and one one pops up i usually just follow it just because i know there's gonna be like cool art and stuff uh twin peaks is a rabbit hole that i fell down real hard that i never expected to fall down and it has been absolutely wonderful and now once upon a time many years ago dan Housen came out um in like a plastic bag and like kind of like bluish face paint. And it was, he came out to uh, a song from twin peaks and now it all makes so much more sense.
0: I remember that era, but I've never seen twin peaks. So oh, it's
2: some people really like it. Some people really like the first season and don't like the second season. I am a huge fan of the entire thing so far.
0: I would say I might have to check that out, but I, I still got to watch Sopranos. Wait, you've never seen Sopranos? No, it's been one of those things that's been kind of on our list to watch. We've kind of struggled to start a show. I love we will get jump right into the new Marvel shows when they come out. We'll jump into what we just jumped into Dexter, literally the, the day that the first episode came out. And we've been on on top of that one. But like starting something new, that's going to like we know it's going to be a bunch of seasons like I want it, but I don't at the same time. Just a, that just that chore of go- going through all of them. I will say this, and it's ironic that we did it last week. We were, we got food and we we're trying to figure out what to watch, but we didn't want to sit down and watch a movie because we figured like, oh, maybe like we'll probably be up maybe an hour. And we have actually avoided this for a while. And I was like, do you, do you just want to watch Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> Hell yeah. It has it, literally been months because we, we, we would just always watch that. And I felt like we're not going to like bust through them because there's so much. Mm-hmm. So we took like a very long, like it was mo- it was definitely most of the year, and then um I was just like, "Fuck it, let's." I know like that's going to be an hour, and we can enjoy it, right? And she's like, "Fine."
2: <laughs> it's also just really fun to fall asleep to It's very Robert Stack is so soothing. Um, I I know what you talk. I like I know what you're talking about with the whole like so many seasons and so many episodes. Like I used to not be a TV show guy, and then we watched. What did we watch? Damn, I don't even remember what we watched before *Sopranos*, but we watched something, and uh, it had been a while since we had watched a show. And I just we had watched so many movies during during a uh, quarantine and everything. I just wanted a show, and I had seen on Twitter a lot of people talk about *Sopranos*, and I remember my parents watching it, so we started *Sopranos*. And uh, Brittany was kind of shocked that I brought that up because it's like it's pretty meaty. It's got you know a few episodes and some or a few seasons and some of the seasons have more episodes than the others. Um, but it was hands down. Like, so there was like the Christmas bombing in Nashville and we have AT&T internet. She has AT&T phone service, uh, wiped out AT&T for like a week. Uh, so we were so desperate to keep watching Sopranos. We went out the day after Christmas. We both coincidentally got Best Buy gift cards. Couldn't tell you the last time I was in a Best Buy before that. And that we went for the sole reason that we looked it up and the Best Buy in Mount Juliet had uh, the Sopranos box set on Blu-ray. So we just bought it. And uh, it was one of the best investments we've ever made, in my opinion. That and the Twin Peaks box set have, been, have already paid for themselves. If you, if you get the chance and you really just want... Sopranos is cool because at times it's heavy. At times it's really fun. It's got a great cast. And there's just like there's a really fun dynamic between all of the cast. Um, and then it, at some points it gets, you can just feel the tension. Uh, and I got a weird sense of like feeling like I was a part of their family too. Uh, so I really, I really connected with it. Uh, it's, it's a good one. I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Maybe next year at this time, when we get another year in for the Christmas episode, I'll be able to be like, yeah, like let's talk about Sopranos, but it's, it, it can be the, like I said, that shore. And I, I it's, The funny thing with me is I always compared it to Sons of Anarchy, where I called Sons of Anarchy just Red Deck Sopranos. And I said that with not really watching either show, just kind of getting the vibe I got from them. And since then, I've watched all of Sons of Anarchy. So it's like, okay, I've made the comparison. I've heard a lot of people say how good Sopranos is. Let me fucking watch it.
2: And realistically, you're not that far off. (laughs) vomit said the same thing to me, uh, because I think I had mentioned to him that I'd watched Sons. And he was like, oh, Sons is just, you know, white trash or like redneck, uh, Sopranos. And he's, he's not entirely too far off. Uh, and I, I loved Sons, love Sopranos. So I think, I think you'll really dig Sopranos when you get around to it.
0: Toy vomit's good people.
2: He really is. Him and Maggie both rule.
0: Yeah. Cause I think I ran into her first on TikTok and we created a friendship there. And then I went down for Danhausen, hmm me, butters, and, um, our friend Zach, who actually is a guy who did Dan Housen's website. Uh, so I got to meet both of them like in person and like I was there for hours cause I was trying to get free time with Dan Housen to do an interview. I got it, but still it was just going down there experiencing the finally experience the store that I've seen on YouTube, a bunch, uh, both super fucking great people. I wish they were closer or I wish I lived closer and then two, the fact of like when we got into town, my main thing was like, all right, I'm getting Zach B's. I Haven't had Bees in forever. First time I ever had to go through the drive-through though, that messed me up because I always want, it, I always used to go inside. I was like, fuck. And then like we had passed Cookout before Zachbees, mm-hmm. and since I had already like, I'm like, I'm we're getting Zachbees. I was like, we're getting Cookout on the way home. <laughs> Hell yeah, get a tray, man. Fucking some Cookout. Mini corn dogs as a side.
2: Get that cheer wine to go with it.
0: Mm. I didn't get cheer wine. We got the, uh, cause I, have f- I can't remember if someone was talking about it or not, but I got uh, the banana cream pie. I think it was or whatever milkshake that has like the Ooh. vanilla wafers in it. Oh my God. And since Amanda hates banana and I knew I wouldn't go and see her for hours, I was like, all right, I can enjoy this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of the first times I went to cook out when we got them in middle Tennessee uh, I really wanted to get a milkshake after I ate and I asked the lady working like uh just about like mix I was like, Can I mix flavors? And she was like, Oh yeah. She was like, Technically you could get everything in one milkshake if you wanted. I don't recommend that because it would just be syrup, but you could do it. And uh that thought has always stuck with me. I don't think I will ever hate myself enough to actually go through with it. Uh but the thought has always been there. We just got a Whataburger in no, All that's Tennessee. Right.
0: I fucking hate and it was you guys. Supposed to open,
2: well, it was supposed to open last week, I think. And then it got pushed back to January. And I am bummed because I just want some spicy ketchup. oh I, I want, also
0: I wonder if that have, means you'll be able to get spicy ketchup at stores around you because I know some stores in those areas also carry spicy ketchup by Whataburger.
2: Oh man, that would rule because there's a Kroger like right up the road from where that Whataburger is. And I would specifically go there for spicy ketchup. Um I also have a very controversial opinion that Whataburger burgers and Sonic burgers are basically the same thing, and that's not a knock because I love both of them. Uh, but I'm very excited to sit down and do a taste test with the two of them to see if I'm right, and I'm 99% sure I am.
0: Fuck all I'm going to say is my next trip to Nashville, whenever the fuck that is, just became more uh enjoyable because that you guys have zackby's Whataburger, you got cookout right
2: yep we oh, got cookout yeah
0: on top of all the other fucking good like barbecue places like the one by the basement east i always forget the name of but i know i love that place
2: at least yeah uh we also have shoney's
0: oh forgot about
2: shoney's we also have so we went to this place recently called the redheaded stranger And uh, because we've been trying to just go to places we haven't been to before that we've heard really good things about. And the selling point for this restaurant for me was Dr. Pepper hot sauce. And it 100% (laughs) did not disappoint. That shit was so good.
0: How can I fucking forget Shoney's when literally that was one of the two things that when I left Nashville, I had to do that and go see Johnny Cash's Grave.
2: Man, Shoney's has slept on. If you just want a really good breakfast buffet, Shoney's is it.
0: I haven't had a regular meal at Shoney's in like decades because I only oh, go yeah. for breakfast buffet. Uh,
2: most of the time I forget they do other meals. I just, just, I used to just wake up and just be like, all right, time for Shoney's. Yeah. If I didn't have to like go to work on a weekday when I was cooking, I would just go to Shoney's and just get breakfast buffet and then go home and probably go back to bed.
0: Cause I've, I've heard people like complain about their dinner food. And I'm like, I don't know. I go breakfast buffet. <laughs> Cause to me, yeah, that's I mean, bomb.
2: Yeah. I, People that go to Shoney's for anything other than breakfast are just dumb. You know, Shoney's basically might as well just be a breakfast establishment at this point.
0: Yeah. I think uh, when we had the conversation a long time ago about Waffle House or IHOP, I think I threw in like, I prefer when it comes to like breakfast food, fucking Shoney's.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can get as much bacon as I want. Hell yeah. I'm going to do that. The eggs and the cheese sauce, man. Throw a little Tabasco on there. It really doesn't get much better than that.
0: So yeah, if I ever move, I'm probably I'm probably moving to Nashville.
2: That's fair. We have a <laughs> lot of good places to eat. Nashville's become like sneakily become a food city over the last ten years. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sick.
0: I wouldn't be looking forward to some of the traffic, but I don't know. It's that food.
2: It's I mean, man, if you if you know where you're going, you can avoid it most of the time. Uh, but there are certain pockets that are just unavoidable. Uh, like 65 always is always trash for the most part. Uh, and then there's pockets just throughout the city that suck. Just don't ever go downtown. Like, and and you're pretty much good because downtown traffic is just horrible. Just go completely around the city. Don't ever go through it. Just go around it.
0: I became friends with this one girl on TikTok. She is from Ohio, moved down to Nashville. She works like radio, but she also like works for the Titans. And oddly enough, like she mentioned to me, you're one friend that works in radio down there battle. Yeah. Cause she was yeah. like, "Oh, there's this guy here that likes wrestling that you'd probably get along with." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know about him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Battles good people."
0: I think I might have mentioned like, "Yeah, like I got friends down there, and I i I'd been to a promotion down there, Southern Underground Pro, and all blah, blah blah blah." But yeah, it was just that funny thing of she actually knows him, and I was like, "Yeah, I know who he is, and I think we he, he follows. I think wrestling chairs, and that sounds about right." Yeah, and I'm like, and I know like you i might have mentioned you and in, in a way and like maybe she had heard of you or something but i was just like yeah it's yeah it's kind of how independent wrestling can go where you can <laughs> make all these friends
2: it's so strange but it's so
0: cool too all right this has gone on longer than i wanted to but like we we're both just like talkers and i's ramblers like here's the fun thing i never i didn't plan anything of that conversation it was just yeah us bullshitting but we need to get into the fate five questions
1: Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the fave five questions. Now, can you dig it?
0: This is going to be even harder for me because I didn't take notes of questions I have already asked, but I'm going to go off of some that I know that are newer to where I definitely didn't ask you because they're new okay. or newer. Uh, number one, who is worse? Jenny from Forrest Gump or Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory?
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, I think I'm gonna go Grandpa Joe. Uh I you know, I don't fuck. That's hard. Uh yeah, I think I'm just gonna go Grandpa Joe because he lied for all those years and just laid in bed and like as soon as Charlie was on the come up, like he was like, Look at me, I can walk, you know? At least Jenny was like out in the world doing shit, you know. Like nah, I just don't trust Grandpa Joe.
0: A lot of people give a lot of shit to Jenny but the thing when I put them side by side, the thing that I say about Jenny is like, it, it's not her fault. Like her father was a piece of shit. And it kind of shows you of how that like affected her, like the rest of her life where she made all these bad decisions. Right. And it's also been
2: a very long time since I've seen Forrest Gump and was just recently talking about how I kind of wanted to go back and watch Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Uh, So I kind of forget everything that Jenny's been through. I just remember Forrest going through so much with her, like the forever chase to like just win her over. Mm -hmm. And then just Grandpa Joe just fucking being in bed like a real bum uh, until Charlie gets the golden ticket. And then he's like, look at me. I don't suck anymore.
0: The thing that I don't like about Willy Wonk and the Chocolate Factory or the two things is number one, the best part of that movie is the Chocolate Factory. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of everything prior to that. I mean, I can watch it, but it goes to my second one. The one part of that movie that I could never get into is the mom song of cheer, cheer up Charlie. Like I will always remember going like this part
2: sucks. I don't even remember that. The cheer up Charlie song. I don't remember that at all. That's how long it's been since (laughs) I've seen Willy Wonka.
0: I remember so many other things from like the first part of it, but hands down, like once you get to the chocolate factory, that's the best part oh yeah all right question number two and this is the jocelyn navarro question tacos or burritos oh uh
2: i think i'm more of a tacos guy we have a uh a mexican restaurant right up the road from the house called don julio shout out to don julio uh <laughs> it's like Brittany's favorite spot and usually when we go there i get their uh their tacos and it's just like your choice of meat And it comes with onions and cilantro. And I usually always get that. I usually get some combination of like three or four tacos because they're pretty small. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think I'm more of a taco guy. Burritos. See, here's my thing about burritos. You have to have somebody that knows how to roll a burrito. And a lot of times people don't really know how to roll a burrito, myself included. So you end up eating it with a fork anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to get tacos. Tacos you just fold and eat. That's easy.
0: Yeah, I can I can kind of see that. I think I'm more of a taco person, especially like Doritos Locos Taco. That's always been my fucking favorite, or at least since, mm-hmm. since they released it. But the only thing is like soft tacos almost like feel like a burrito at the same time.
2: That's fair. Like, Just like a, a baby burrito. Yeah. It's like the best of both worlds.
0: Kind of, kind of. But there's something like about like really good, authentic Mexican food.
2: Yes, like legit, authentic.
0: Mhm. Like we got we got some places up here where you know they're they're mostly run by either full blooded Mexicans or like people from Mexican descent or whatever it is. Like and it's all so good. And like I always wonder, like, is this is this one hundred percent authentic? I mean, I don't know because I live in fucking Ohio, but still, right. like, there's one place in general that we we try to go to every so once in a while. And, and like Amanda used to live within walking distance from this place, and it's become my favorite. Like. I think all the Mexican restaurants are somewhat similar, but there's something about this one that's just the little things taste better. And I gotcha. love it. Actually, I remember not- being uh,
2: I remember being in Chicago years ago for a couple hardcore shows and my friend Shay took us to a Mexican restaurant after our second hardcore show of the day. And it was open I think either until five AM or twenty four hours, and it was hands down some of the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. It was so good. And it was like authentic, authentic, just incredible stuff. I think about that and the Chinese food from WoHop in Chinatown in New York often.
0: I would like to try Chinese food from Chinatown because that's another thing where I I love me some Chinese food, but I want to try what would be considered authentic, which granted I feel like they all are, but I think, which this I don't 100% know. I feel like with China being so big, it's kind of like the United States with like barbecue, to where like Memphis barbecue is different from Carolina barbecue and Kansas City barbecue. So it's like when we say Chinese, is there different regions of Chinese? And I always think that because there's a place that I always go to, and I know I've talked about it here on the show that uh was by where I used to work, and I will drive out there every so once just to get it. But they don't have governors or they don't have General So's chicken, they have governor's chicken. And it's oh, interesting it's similar but different and it's it's a hands down my favorite
2: interesting yeah Chinese food is something I could probably eat five times a week I love Chinese food so much oh yeah hands down one of my favorites I cold Chinese food
0: yeah okay this is well this is what I do and I don't know if I'm crazy or or what or if I'm normal when we order Chinese food what I don't eat I will not put in the fridge I want it room temperature warm or or cold, whatever it may be. Like I want it to be that temperature and not thrown in the fridge to where it needs heat heat heated up because I will just eat it straight out of the container. And it's to me, it's still good. And it's uh, because I'll even say this with Chinese food. I've said for us, if I can't eat it the next morning because of like work or other obligations, I don't want it because I want to be able to wake up and have it the next morning.
2: Yeah. I, so cold chinese food is hands down doesn't really matter what it is just anything the next day straight out of the fridge cold chinese food is like one of my favorite meals ever i love it i was actually having this conversation at work today uh the uh when you get like whatever like chicken or whatever in the sauce it comes in kind of becomes like congealed i i don't like i'm a fucking psychopath i love that love it
0: all right, question number three. I don't know if I asked you this one last time, but how do you like your steak cooked?
2: Rare. Very rare. As rare as humanly possible.
0: Very rare. Okay.
2: Yeah. I, so actually, funny story. After Punk Rock Flea Market, we went to that Don Julio restaurant, and I was feeling, uh, just kind of feeling myself, and I decided to get their T-bone, and uh, dude asked me how I wanted it cooked, and I said, rare. And he said, medium? I said, no, rare. He said medium. I said no, rare. Slap it on the ass and send it out here. And he just kind of laughed. He's like, "Okay, I'll try." It wasn't rare at all. Uh, but yeah, I I love a rare steak.
0: I've had rare once, and I wasn't a hundred percent fan. I gotta tr- I gotta try it again because I'm very particular of where I would actually try rare steak.
2: That's very fair and very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of places like you do have to cook it to a certain temperature Mm -hmm. uh, to kill the bacteria. But uh, that I mean, that's, that's, that's a good rule to have. Uh, So I don't, I don't fault you for that at all. Uh, And rare steak is not for everyone. My mom's husband literally got mad at me when I went over there for dinner one night. She asked me how I wanted my steak and I said, rare and she gave it to me and I said, it was perfect. He goes, that thing's still bleeding. And I was like, no, it's not, it's fine. It's going to be great. And I ate every bit of it. And he was like, you can't eat, like literally yelling at me, you can't eat that as I'm eating it in front of him. And I was like, no, it's fine. (laughs) And I was fine. You know, my mom cooked it to the perfect temperature. uh, So all the bacteria was cooked out. I just, I don't know. Like ever since I had a rare steak for the first time, I've never gone back.
0: I've always been medium rare to be safe.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Some places also won't cook a rare steak uh, just because... Either they can't or they don't want the risk. Um, So they'll they'll cook it more on the side of a medium rare, which is fine. You know, I'm not going to complain about that. I appreciate them looking out for me if they feel like they can't safely do it. Um, But yeah, rare. Anytime I can get a rare steak, I'm going to take it.
0: Question. number. No steak
2: sauce either. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. No (laughs) steak sauce ever.
0: That's what that is where I'm different. I do love me a good A1. As a kid, I used to kind of smother it but I've learned like a little goes a long way with it, but I, I can for the right steak. Cause I have had where uh season the right way. Like it's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll uh, usually, if I have a steak, I'll get a baked potato and I'll put a one on my baked potato because I do oh, love yeah. the taste of a one. Uh, but yeah.
0: Question number four. I hope I didn't ask you this before. Fuck. I did. I just remembered your answer. I was going to ask you uh, your ideal PB and J and I'm feeling you've answered that.
2: Ooh, I don't know if I have on here. We may have talked about it, but I don't know if I've answered it on here.
0: So the... I swear I did, but I'd have to go back and check, but I'll ask it again where it's... What is... Uh, what's the bread? What's the peanut butter? What's the jelly? And what are you drinking it with?
2: All right, so I'm probably... I have two answers for this, and they're very specific. Uh, n- any given day, probably honey wheat bread, uh, either... Crunchy peanut butter or Reese's peanut butter, and most likely grape jelly, and I'm probably gonna drink that with a glass of almond milk. The super specific one that goes back to childhood, I'm going white bread, probably creamy peanut butter because that's probably what we had at the house. Grape jelly because that's probably what we had at the house. Uh, uh, nacho nacho cheese Doritos and sweet tea. Okay, very specific, but. I remember eating that so many times as a kid. I would ask my mom for a PB&J. She would make that. And then I would get a glass of a little even to make it even more specific, a little jelly or jar or jelly or jam jar uh, as a glass full of sweet tea with the nacho cheese Doritos on the side.
0: Yeah, I I can see that. I think with with me, when it comes to grape jelly, it's not that I don't like it because I do, but I feel like my whole childhood. 99% 99% of the time we had grape. Mm-hmm. So now like strawberry just tastes better to me. Yeah. But the thing that I love grape jelly on, I think I just said recently that I I want to get it so I can have uh cinnamon raisin bagels Ooh. with, with grape jelly because I don't want to know whether my mom did it or whether me growing up, it was like, what am I going to put on this, this bagel? Cause that's the kind we always got where I was like, yeah, grape jelly. Like, that makes sense and now like as an adult i go oh yeah like i'm adding to the raisin part adding more grapes
2: yeah no i get that that sounds good mm-hmm. i can do that i could definitely do that
0: uh question number five I'm, I'm gonna take a shot at this one even though i didn't uh prep you and i've asked this before but maybe things have changed what are your hot takes oh
2: uh so one of them being that whataburger burgers and sonic burgers are basically the same thing <laughs> um man i used to have a couple um mm, man
0: anything Uh, with like maybe like movies tv shows
2: i'm really like reaching here to think uh oh here's one kmart was the best department store hands down should have never went away uh kmart should have won um here's another one wcw should have won you know in my opinion, looking back, WCW should have won.
0: Uh, Oh, I was, uh, I was somewhat thinking about that recently. What would wrestling be like today? If WCW won, or flat out, let's say WCW didn't win, but they didn't lose. Like they, they were still in the game and also same thing with ECW.
2: Yeah. I mean, that that's, I never even really thought about that. You know, for some reason, my brain always just goes to like one or the other, uh, yeah, I think I, things would absolutely look way different. Um, man, I'm trying to think, I know I had, I know I had some before cause I would hear you ask this and I would like bank them. Uh,
0: well, I, one of the first time, or the, I think it was the first time that I had you on for uh, a five questions, I asked this and like, you did have a lot to go over, but thing is like times it's been so many years to where like, maybe you have like different hot takes.
2: Yeah. Uh, I hop is trash. Uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or just the truth, but (laughs) IHOP is horrible. I literally had the conversation with Brittany on Saturday about how the only time I will eat IHOP is if it's after a show and nothing else is open. That's literally the only way I will eat IHOP. It is horrible. IHOP, if you listen to this, make your food better. Uh, um, Coconut things are trash. Uh, Coconut in general is trash. Um... That might be it that I can think of. Oh, here's one. You don't have to pick between Christmas and Halloween. You can like them both. Okay. Uh,
0: as you so are a great people. example of, Oh
2: yeah. I love Christmas. Uh, um, I think, I think
0: probably ahead. I was gonna say, I think for me when it comes to like that is Christmas stuff doesn't come out any sooner than Halloween stuff does. Yeah. I feel like every year people complain like, Oh, like it, christmas or halloween people oh my god like halloween isn't over yet and there's all these christmas things out okay halloween stuff starts like trickling out in, depending on the store july and august yeah like you're still in the middle of or towards the end of summer and you're talking about the big fall holiday like
2: yeah and you still have like three months until halloween at that point mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, no, as somebody who worked for a Halloween store this year, uh, you, you have the same amount of time to buy both, you know, I I think the only thing that really irks me is when you, and this is coming from somebody who loves Halloween and Christmas, when you have the overlap and it's like Halloween and Christmas stuff out, it's like, I'm not ready for that yet. Like, I don't want them together. I want a little separation there, Mm -hmm. but I think that's just nitpicking and splitting hairs.
0: There's also the fact of like, these stores are trying to sell things like, yeah, it's not like November 1st comes around. It's like, all right, time to work on Christmas. Like, that's when I'm going to buy all my Christmas stuff. Like, no, like you want to maybe there's like special, like certain decorations or everything that you want as soon as possible. So you can either put it to the side or you can like because you're gonna buy a lot of it, like you're getting a head start. Like for consumerism, like it makes total sense to me.
2: Yeah. And to tie into that, this is kind of a a Wilkman point, you know, put your fucking decorations up whenever you want. You spend a lot of money on them, you know. Just put them up. If you want to put your Christmas tree up, yeah. If you want to put your Christmas tree up the day after Halloween, I don't give a shit. You know? Yeah. Do whatever makes you happy. Maybe that's my biggest hot take do whatever makes you happy and just don't hurt people in the process, which I feel like should be basic human right and knowledge. But you know, there's some fucking weirdos out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The weirdos that like Wawa.
2: That's me represent <laughs> Wawa on top. Fuck sheets still blocked, <laughs> which is funny. Cause I don't even really hate sheets. I'm just committed to it at this point. Sheets actually has really good donut holes. Uh, but they fucked up by giving me that shitty coffee <laughs> when I had to drive back from Delaware. Yeah. he'd be mad to, if he had to drive back from Delaware
0: and drive all the way through the million miles of Virginia, uh, where Virginia, Virginia. Where Virginia, Virginia's actually ends? pretty
2: cool. Virginia's actually pretty cool if you know where to go, but the speed trap in Marion County is horrible.
0: Well, for me, it's or not I like say
2: the, the speed trap of Marion County.
0: I'm not saying like, I don't like Virginia, but I'm saying like, when you're going like that route cuz i've done it many times before going from like mm-hmm. some of the north like northeast area and like going to nashville or memphis or whatever and i'm whatever highway that is has been so long but i know there's this sh- like you it feels like you're in virginia forever cuz you're going through you like are. a long yeah you're going through a long stretch of virginia
2: yeah virginia i don't know what it is but it is just an absolute nightmare to drive through just because of how long it seems
0: okay i think i believe that i didn't I'm only going to write these down, but I'm not in the mood to write them down. So I I believe that was question number five. So, so so question number six, um, with everything going on in professional wrestling right now, there is that idea within AEW of the four pillars. Who are the four pillars of Southern Underground Pro, uh, wrestler wise?
2: Um, I think it would probably be Brett, Kevin Koo, Dominic Greeney. And depending on the era, uh, and year, um, uh, things have changed so much, you know, ever since the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I think Brett who Dom, and I think depending on, obviously this varies person to person. Um, but I think you could either day say AJ or Allie. Depending on the day, depending on the match, depending on yeah. what mood you're in, I think you could say AJ or Allie. Um, both of them were equally important to the growth of Southern Realm Pro for different reasons. Um, Allie had a lot of really good matches. Her match with Brett was a standout. Mm-hmm. AJ, you know, is a day one, uh, you know, current Bone Storm champion, and uh, you know, he's he did a lot. First up, had a lot of really physical matches. Um, his match with O'Shea is still one of my favorite matches we've ever had. And that was like, at the time, and this isn't a knock on anyone, but at the time, not like the most high profile match to have. And it, they went out there and treated it like it was like fucking WrestleMania or something, you know? Um, but yeah, I, th- those are my answers. I wish I could give a definitive fourth, but for various reasons, those per- those two on any day could take the spot as a pillar.
0: I think if things worked out better uh, when it came to his, his real life job and everything, O'Shea could have been that fourth.
2: I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, there's arguments for Commander Man Dan.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Uh,
2: even Marco. Because mm-hmm. um, Marco was around a lot for a while, uh, for at least a solid year and a half, maybe almost two years. He was around constantly.
0: That was my introduction um, to him. Yeah. On, t- um, on tv I, and in real life
2: that's crazy uh i think it, you know i think there's even a case to be made for jaden N- jaden newman oh yeah um, he's been around for a long time he's done a lot of he's been in you know storylines he's probably been the person who's been in the most storylines and Sup. Mm-hmm. you know from the teddy king thing to the manders deal uh fuck i miss so Teddy King. i did too a lot when there were talks of him coming back i got really stoked
0: I just want like a one time off thing him coming back to us up.
2: Uh it'll never happen. <laughs> but I would love it. Yeah.
0: All right man, uh definitely went longer than we expected. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh,
2: Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Thanks for having me on again for I think we decided the fourth year in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh it's always fun getting to knock these out with you. It's always super easy and fun. Um as far as plugs go, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at righteous Jesse. And if you're ever looking for a VHS tape or a VCR or any other random bit of nostalgia, you can find me on Instagram at VHS party tonight. Um, do pop-ups in Nashville, trying to expand more in 2022 and maybe hit some, uh, some bordering States. So we'll see what happens. I've had some pretty interesting conversations over the last few months. um, if you want to read a cool write-up that was done on me, you can check out the East Nashvilleian if you're local in Nashville and uh, check me out in the Bad Influencer's Guide to the Holidays, uh, which was really cool to be included in, especially since like these other places have physical locations and you know crazy big followings, and I'm just me in a storage unit pricing tapes until the lights go out, and then I have to walk in the hallway because they're motion-censored turn the lights back on and then go back to pricing tapes and repeat the process. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's really it. Just, I don't check out, expect the unexpected wrestling on IWTV. Follow them at ETU wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. That's pretty much going to be a priority for me going forward. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. You can, you can catch Jesse at pop-ups around Nashville instead of not coming to my wedding.
2: Damn. (laughs) Damn. Damn got me at the last second 11th houred me
0: <laughs> but uh like i told you uh for those who don't know i did invite righteous jesse to my wedding uh unfortunately he declined but uh you and some other people like i sent invitations to where it was like if you can come that's great but if not i just want you to know that like i was thinking of you on this day and i would prefer you to show up over like a bunch of other people
2: yeah uh, and actually when we got the invitation uh I had already had the Spooky Ghoul Fest booking on the books since like, oh man, uh, I want to say like April, I think. It, it was like way in advance. It was before I had surgery and like before things got really bad with my neck. Um, and then we got the, the invite, we checked the date, and we realized not only was that Spooky Ghoul Fest, but Brittany's friends were in town and it was just like, fuck. We yeah. like legit felt like guilty about it.
0: Granted, I'm, b- I'm busting your balls here, but I don't feel, feel guilty at all. I just want, like I said, I just want you, wanted you to know that like, kind of like how much you mean to me. I mean, i saying like, if you were there, like that'd be great, but it, it's 100% fine because anybody that I sent those to that were like out of state and like literally ones were in uh, California and the other ones were in Arizona. Like they all couldn't come, which is fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. I would, I would much rather that cause this is, I don't think I've talked about this or even publicly. There were people that RSVP to the wedding and didn't fucking show up. Oh, wow. I would much rather you show up than, well, RSVP show up, not bring a gift, than RSVP and don't come because at the end of the day, like it was never about presents or money. It was like, I want you here because this is how much you mean. And Even if you don't bring anything, I'm going to remember that you were there. I'm not going to remember everybody that left a card because like the amount of people that told me they were going to be there, RSVP'd. And like the day of, I kind of look around and go, where the fuck are they at? That's something that pissed me off. And there was two couples that did give me reasons why they couldn't show, but at least they gave me head notice. All these other people, nothing, absolutely fucking nothing.
2: Yeah. That's shitty. Like that's if to, to me, and I don't know, I don't know their situation. Um, But to me, that's like, well, we don't want to hurt his feelings and say, we're not going to come. So we'll just RSVP. And then we'll, you know, maybe it won't be as bad if we just don't come. Like, you know, I, I would feel shitty if we, you know, if we would have been like, yeah, we'll be there. And then we didn't come. Like, I'm very big on like, if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. Unless there's, like, something completely out of my hands, you know. Um, But, yeah. No, we we both felt really bad about it. Because, you know, when I texted you, you told me the deal about, like, just, you know, letting us know how much we meant to you. Uh, And, you know, we were honestly both honored that you invited us. Because, first off, I'm not a big wedding guy. So, I never expect to get invited to weddings. Um, But, you know, they're fun. And, uh, Brittany's a great wedding date. So, <laughs> uh, I think we would have had a lot of fun and it would have been cool to share that day with you guys and just see it all. But, you know, again, I congratulated you before, but again, congratulations. Uh, I hope you guys are having a wonderful marriage so far. I'm sure you are.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's literally, I don't know if i said it here on the show. It's like we're dating, but we wear jewelry now and call each other husband and wife.
2: That's rad. That seems fun. Yeah. I've never been a big, like, let's get married guy, but you know that's cool i'm glad to uh i'm glad to see you both very happy and uh i hope it was a beautiful wedding and um aside from people being jerks and rsvping and not showing i hope it was everything you guys wanted it to be aside from not getting your macho man song
0: oh i, I mean i posted i mean i quote tweeted that but the, uh i suggested one but i still got like i came out to pomp and circumstance like for the reception i came out through pomp and circumstance wearing a Macho King crown wearing a Macho Man cape, like that part was Hell perfect. Yeah. But where there's that like love song that they used for their wedding, and I legitimately suggested it for something for us. But I had I had a man to listen to it because I think we were trying to figure out something to exit the church with. And I was like, I was like, oh, how about this? And I just played it. And then she was like, Why do you want it to be this song? And I'm like, No reason. I don't know. It just sounds good. I'm like it's Macho Man related. She's like no, but I I got I got I got what I actually wanted, so that's perfectly fine. I was just kind of like trying to like shoehorn this one little thing in, so it's fine.
2: What else can I get away with?
0: (laughs) Yeah, kind of. All right, you can uh, find myself on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com/slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com/slash Wrestling Cheers, Instagram.com/slash Wrestling Cheers. Email. If you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe if you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple podcast, Google podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestling cheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Nounce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jutsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, Add Odds With Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks With Mike's, this ends at Prom and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventure, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Good Company, Heart of Gold, Toy Haya Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and be sure to use the 10% off code when you order of CHEERS so you can save yourself a little money. Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you don't RSVP, or you RSVP and you don't show. Later.